Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I am the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I'm your host today. I'm excited to have with me Steve Morris. Steve is the executive director of I Love a Clean San Diego. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. Thanks for taking the time to be down here. So as I was uh, preparing for today, I uh, was looking into some of your bio and background. You have some pretty interesting things <laughs> in there. Um, so you have a, a, a master's in nonprofit management from USD. I didn't know they provided masters in nonprofit management. That's pretty unique. Yeah, that's it's a great program. It's I call it the MBA for nonprofits. Yeah. Uh, and it's really designed for full-time wor- working nonprofit professionals. And it's been around for, I think, 20 years. I think they just celebrated their 20th oh, anniversary. Wow. Uh, there's also the Nonprofit Institute at the University of San Diego. So all that's combined into an incredible program. And there's a lot of uh, outstanding nonprofit leaders in San Diego who have been through that program. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of how I learned about it from some colleagues who had done the program. Very cool. And and nonprofits seem to kind of have been in your blood. You are the executive director of the Surfing Heritage and Cultural Center in San Clemente. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was a unique uh, time in my life. It was my first opportunity to lead an organization. And being a surfer my whole life, it, yeah. it sounded like a cool job, right? Right. The surfing yeah. Heritage it does sound very Center. cool. Uh, but it's also a 20-year-old organization that's collected some of the world's uh, most historic and fascinating surf memorabilia boards, mm. um, old board shorts and photos. Mm. Uh, and it's in this tucked-in corner in San Clemente that not a lot of people know about. Sure. But it's an incredible museum. It's actually free. So if you ever get the chance, you're driving up the coast, well, make cool. sure you look them up and stop by. Wow, free is, yeah, that's wonderful. And before that, uh, YMCA. Yeah, YMCA was in my blood. I think I worked at a camp when I was 22 or something like that in the yep. summer. And I thought, man, I'd love to make this a career. Just live at camp and right. uh, have fun and work with kids. And we've got a stellar camp in San Diego uh, down in Imperial Beach called YMCA Camp Surf. Kids, you're right on the sand. So kids are surfing every yeah. day. They're in the ocean. Uh, and just, you know, incredible nonprofit nationwide, tons of opportunities. Um, and I actually thought I was going to be there forever, like the rest of my right. career. Long term. And like a lot of us, the pandemic happened ah. and a lot of us were furloughed. We had a lot of time to think about other opportunities and I decided to take some chances uh, and and pursue some different things. And here we are. And that brings us to I Love a Clean San Diego. So you've, you've only come to, well, I think you guys are Carlsbad residents, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, very convenient to attend today as yes. I live in, my wife and I live in Carlsbad. And, but we're countywide as an organization, so we're in we're in our service area. Of course, yes. And so when did you start with I Love a Clean San Diego? So actually, I'll be coming up on a year, and it's easy to remember because I started on Valentine's Day of nice. 2022. So I'm almost one year in the job. Very nice. And I Love a Clean San Diego has also has a pretty interesting history. Um, started back in 1954 as, I love this, the San Diego War against litter. That's right. I mean, that is, first of all, that's a great slogan. There's some people in the community where I live that have created um, a bumper sticker that says, only losers litter. I love it. You know, it's just like, okay, the war against litter. Because it's just, just, it's it's annoying, right? If you have any pride of 
ownership of where you live or whatever. It's just like, why? Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? You know? So um, I totally get it. The war against litter. Uh, I love a clean San Diego seems to be kind of a a slogan that was picked up in the 70s and then it became your official name in 1980. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the background and uh, all that? Yeah, it's interesting because some of our most staunch and loyal supporters are still anti-litter. That's their yeah. number one concern. But obviously a lot has changed since 1954. And, so true. And, and you can imagine the culture at the time um, there weren't a lot of single-use products back then, right? right? You bought something, and you used it, and you repaired it, and it, and you basically wore it out till it couldn't be, nothing could happen with it anymore. So I think litter back then was really kind of disturbing to people because they weren't used to even thinking of the concept of a single-use item. Yeah. And as we've evolved uh, as a culture and society, we, we've gotten very used to buying something. Oh, it's done. I'm going to throw it out and I'm going to get something new. And so as an organization, we've had to evolve from, yes, litter is still a problem today. There's still issues. We still want to clean it up. But now there's a whole bunch of other issues in terms of we have a lot more litter. People might be throwing it away, but now what are we doing with this excess of single use items that as most people know is being buried in the landfill uh, if it can't be recycled. So our organization is really now focused on educating people about what to do with all these things that you want to throw away. Can you recycle them? Is there a better way to buy something or repair it so it can last longer and doesn't end up buried in the ground? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and like you said, that's grown a lot in the last decades. So we're going to take a quick pause. We're talking with Steve Morris, the executive director at I Love a Clean San Diego. When we come back, we're going to talk more about their mission, their programs, their events, and everything going on. Stay with us. So, Steve, we were just getting into what I Love a Clean San Diego is all about. And your mission statement states that I Love a Clean San Diego leads and inspires our community to actively conserve and enhance the environment through example, outreach, and local involvement. That's, a, that's an awesome mission statement, and there's, and there's a lot in there. So unpack it a little bit for us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's got a lot in there, and I'll, I'll try to simplify it uh, for the audience. And um, I think of our organization as doing kind of three main things. Um, we educate, we engage, and then we do outreach. Getting people actively involved in the solution, I think, sums it all up. If you take all the yeah. words in the mission statement and the calls to action. Uh, so we want to get people informed so they can make better choices, uh, give them an outlet to do something about the problem. We host beach cleanups. We host park cleanups. Uh, we do repair workshops. We do clothing swaps. People mm. can come for free. And it's kind of like a goodwill, but for free, you just get to trade items mm. so they don't end up getting thrown away. So we want to provide you know, the education, but then the solutions to do something with once you learn how to be more sustainable and make uh, more conservative choices in terms of how much we consume. Yeah. Oh, that makes... That's interesting. That's uh, the clothing swap. I hadn't heard of that before. Is that something new or has it been going on for a long time? It's relatively new uh, in the history of our organization. Um, we have a lot more focus on, again, thinking about the single-use mindset of don't just throw something away because you don't want it anymore. Right. Maybe it can be repaired. Maybe somebody else wants it. 
And we don't want it to have for there to be a burden of a financial, you know, you have to go buy something new. Even if it's used, oh, I still have to buy it. We want to let people trade. We want yeah. to create that marketplace where people can bring books and a coffee mug and walk away with a new sweatshirt and a pair of shoes or something like that. So providing those opportunities. And we're countywide. I think that's yep. what makes us unique, maybe to some other organizations who focus on a specific area of San Diego. We, we serve the whole county. So those cl clothing swaps pop up in places all over the place, in Ramona, in Santee, in Carlsbad. Uh, so stay tuned for more. Hopefully there'll be one in your area soon. Yeah, for sure. So I saw on your website, your vision statement or your vision of a zero waste, litter-free, environmentally engaged San Diego. Got to say that correctly. Zero waste, litter-free, environmentally engaged San Diego. So zero waste, it, it can be like a a buzzword, but I mean, that's a pretty lofty goal. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we, we kind of refer to it as a zero waste lifestyle. Okay. Because yes, zero waste, it's an unachievable goal. In fact, if you look at nature, right, there's waste in nature, but it gets uh. processed and recycled and, you know, part of the natural system. So the zero waste mantra, it does scare some people away because they think that's impossible. I could sure. never, I'm going to have to give up every benefit and luxury of society to live zero waste. So that's not the idea. It's more of the lifestyle of, okay, if I'm going to buy this, what am I going to do with it when I'm done? Mm. Uh, can I recycle it? Can I reuse it? Or if it's going to end up in the trash, is there a better way? Can mm. I buy, can I get the same success or whatever the goal I'm trying to reach by doing it a better way that's more sustainable? Because I think people, you know, we live in a very much, uh, gratification, you know, today, right? Yes, but, immediate, but, immediate, but, immediate. Yeah, but all these choices are, the impact is now starting to build up. There's a statistic, uh, one of our largest landfills, I think it's the Miramar landfill in San Diego, it's actually slated to close uh, before the year 2030. Wow. So then what happens? Well, we go find another place to, uh -huh. to bury and, and, and remove waste and litter. So that's a problem. And, and when we talk about urgent community needs, I always tell the community that's the, the most urgent community need we're trying to address is we, we need to stop filling up holes in the dirt with things that are potentially harmful to the environment because that's going to have a long lasting effect that our children and our children's children are going to have to pay the price for. Very true. Very true. And you had mentioned what, when we were chatting about some of your programs, but I wanted to give you kind of a more open forum. What are some of your favorite programs that you guys run and, and that you do? Well, education, certainly. I mentioned that first. Um, we go into classrooms all over the county and talk about all different kinds of topics related to the environment. Mm -hmm. um, clean water is obviously a big issue, especially being a coastal town. Uh, and we teach students about how it's, I think it's over 80% of the litter that ends up in the ocean starts inland. Mm. Parks, neighborhoods, gets washed into our storm drains and flows out to the ocean. And it's amazing. Once kids learn that, they all of a sudden become these incredible advocates for right. no litter, right? Because right. they don't want to be a part of that, that problem. Yeah. So education is huge. We spent, we have a, I think that's our biggest program team staff wise, because we want to cover the whole county. And there's a lot of schools, a lot of students. Yeah. And then we have a community engagement team that runs what most people recognize us for, which is cleanups. Mm -hmm. So traditionally you think of beach cleanups yes. and there's a lot of great nonprofits that work on the coastal region because obviously it's a big part of San Diego. But we focus, because of that inland statistic, we actually focus a lot of our cleanups inland. So okay. canyons, parks, riverbeds, mm. streams, neighborhoods that where that trash is gonna flow. 
Uh, and we have two enormous community-wide, like San Diego County-wide cleanups twice a year. We do one in the spring, which is coming up, uh, called the Creek to Bay cleanup. Okay. And it's on a Saturday. And this year, it happens to be on Earth Day. Nice. So April 22nd, Saturday, April 22nd. And it is 100 sites plus all over the county with volunteers showing up for three hours to remove waste, debris, litter, separate the recycling. We don't just throw everything away. Uh, we find some very interesting things on that day. I bet. But we recruit thousands of volunteers across the county. And our super volunteers are actually site captains. So they run their own site. And we pick up a lot of debris and remove it, take a lot of photos, have a great time. And that's probably our most engaging event that, that a lot of people in the county will know us for. That's awesome. So April 22nd. So if somebody, you know, one of the fascinating things about podcasts is you you have no idea where this is going to go, right? The people from all over San Diego County, but all over the state, all over the country could hear about this. So let's assume somebody listening to this is hearing about this for the first time. And they're like, that's awesome. I want to make a corporate team to come out and participate. Tell them where they would go to get started. Absolutely. And when the Chamber of Commerce signs up, yes, sir. I can't wait to yes, help sir. fulfill that need. Yes. Uh, it's very easy. It's cleansd.org. That's our website. And if you click on volunteer, there's a whole bunch of programs. And I will say registration for the event that I just mentioned, Creek to Bay Cleanup on April 22nd, uh, it doesn't open till April 1st. Sure. So if you want to sign up today, you got to wait. There might be other cleanups on the website that you can check out. Uh, but volunteer registration is easy. Put in your information. You get the details of the event. You show up. You have a great time. And that's it. And you said a, like 100 different sites? Yeah, 100 so sites. Be, wherever you are in the county, yep. there's going to be something relatively close to you that you could come participate in. From Oceanside to Ramona to the border, we have sites. Love it. Love it. That's fantastic. Now, as a nonprofit as a fellow nonprofit, but you as a, as a charitable nonprofit, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure funding is, you know, something you have to keep in mind. So do you have any big fundraisers uh, each year to help you guys do what you do? Yeah, we don't have currently the traditional gala sure. or golf tournament. We've done those in the 68 year history. We've done a lot right, right. of different opportunities. And, you know, I really believe that the folks who want to engage with us want to, most of them want to go out and be part of the work. So we encourage people who come out and volunteer to also consider a donation. All the money that's donated is tax deductible, of course, and it goes for supplies, it goes for staff time, and our staff is our biggest asset, our biggest course. resource. They're out there educating, they're out there doing the work. So we wanna make sure that they that we have positions that you know attract the, the best people for those roles. And that's where a lot of our funding goes, is, is to get yeah. the best people. So certainly we have, um, a few events during the year, um, we're actually going to do an annual campaign in April to tie in with Earth Day, where people can can donate online to support the event. Yeah. And then also some of our educational events, people love to support things that help kids. So we have a, a culminating event in May called Kids Ocean Day, where we take close to a thousand kids from Title I schools. A lot of them haven't spent a lot of time at the beach. Sure. We teach them in their classroom about cleanups and where litter comes from and the damage for the environment. And then they go out on one day in May, they do a beach cleanup, and then we do an aerial art piece where we design the kids on the beach into a message. And then a helicopter flies over and takes a photo and each kid gets a copy of that photo. Nice. We have 20 year history of doing this. Wow! And this year we're going to do a campaign specifically around that event because in the COVID years, we, were, we weren't able to do it. Sure. And so we want to bring it back into full capacity. 
So if you want to sponsor a student to be part of that event, there'll be a campaign online coming up in, in April for that event. Very nice. Well, now with the way technology's gone, could you use a drone to take your shots instead of hiring? An, I mean, a helicopter's got to be expensive. Good question. We actually did a drone last year. We, okay. had, a, we had a media sponsor come in yeah. and do a drone. But because if you think about a thousand kids on the beach, Pretty spending, big. It, you actually have to be really, really high to oh, take I that see. picture. Yeah. And there's a little bit of limitation on drone capacity yep. to get that kind of scope. Interesting. And the helicopter companies, because we've been doing this for 20 years, we have good relationships sure. with them and we get reasonable rates good to deals. take some yeah. photos. So that's great. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. So obviously you mentioned uh, a, a few times about being in classrooms, but it looked like on your website, there were also teacher resources. So like you said, there's a lot of classrooms. You can't get to every classroom. Um, talk about resources that you have for teachers who want to kind of expand your message, but without one of your people coming to their classroom. Yes, there's a lot of resources on the website. And and you can, if you're a teacher listening to this, you can contact any of our education staff to learn more about how to access those. The great thing about our presentations is they're all funded. We don't ask the schools to pay us to come in. We find sponsors to fund 15 presentations, and then we go find the need. So for a teacher, call us first, maybe we can serve you. But if not, we have resources available online. And I will say, when I mention education, I, I'd be remiss to forget that we do a lot of adult education too, because sure. you as a resident, a homeowner, you have probably a new green bin in your neighborhood and yep. you're trying to figure out, well, what does this mean? What do I have to do? So we do public kind of outreach educational workshops, online webinars, in person at community centers where adults can attend and learn a yeah. lot because we need to do that as well. We need to be educated sure. on on what to do with your hazardous waste, what, what's recyclable, what's not, you know, yeah. and we teach all of that. I was in a discussion just this weekend. Uh, we were out to pizza with some friends and the topic of the new organic waste stuff came up and lots of confusion. And I live in a community that's already had it for a couple of years, so it's not as but uh, there was there was definitely some confusion, maybe a little angst. I'm like, uh, it's not that big a deal. Just put your, you know, put your food stuff in there and put it in your green can. It's easy. Yeah, and our education when we talk about, especially around SB 1383 and the composting regulations, is we want to make it easy for people. We yeah. want to make it simple. You know, every uh, waste hauler does it a little differently yes. depending upon where you live. And so we're the ones who kind of sift through all that and we kind of understand each community's needs because it is a little different. Yeah. I wish it was one message for the whole county. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it varies. So we try to provide the simplest resources so, so you're not in your home stressing out about, ah, oh, do I put my banana right. peel in here or can that go in there? Am I going to contaminate it if I add the coffee grounds? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Well, never, uh, never a lack of things to do. Is there anything we missed? I don't want to cut you off. If there's any, something that you wanted to make sure you, you shared with our audience that I haven't thought of to cue you up with. Well, I think you did a great job. And I just want to put an emphasis on how much we value the community as mm -hmm. volunteers engaging with us, because we can't do what we set out to do, what that mission statement says, yeah. without a community of volunteers. And that includes our board, who are volunteers, and the thousands of people who come out to cleanups and help us with all these events. I mean, we are so lucky that we live in a place that has people who you know, care enough about the environment to do those kind of things. And now that we're sitting here in 2023, 
we can welcome everybody back, right? To yes. full in-person events. Even last year when I started, there were still a lot of restrictions. So sure. we're just excited to see people out. And if you've been waiting a couple of years to come back, 2023 is your time. We're going to be really excited to see you out there at one of our events. Let's go, people. No more sitting on the sidelines. That's awesome. And just for a reference, give them your website one more time so that those who didn't have a pen in hand last time we mentioned it uh, can write this down right now. Yep. It's cleansd.org. Cleansd.org. They can get all the information about all the amazing programs and ways they can support and get involved and get engaged. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to come down and share with our audience, share with us, and uh, thanks for all that you do. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio, and please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.